Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Let me get back to something we were talking about yesterday. We got a very interesting email after a topic on breastfeeding. And I want to ask you, do you believe there's a stigma attached to breastfeeding in Ireland? Is that why so many women choose not to breastfeed? We're the worst in the world. You'd imagine Ireland, good old Ireland, our mammies. We talk about our mammies all the time. We'd be very maternal over here, wouldn't you? But we're not. Women choose not to breastfeed. And I believe it's because of the stigma around it. Women are afraid that what people think when they look at their boobs in a restaurant and they're feeding a child or something like that. So women get, there's a stigma to it. I want to know, and I want you to text 087-188-0008. Why do you think Irish women really just don't breastfeed as much as they should? The shocking story that so many women in Ireland wanted to breastfeed and didn't. And we're trying to find out or get to the bottom of why people, be- why people don't breastfeed or women. Why women don't breastfeed. I mean, is it because there's a stigma? Is it because there isn't enough education? Are they not encouraged? And I don't mean encouraged with an iron fist, by the way, because if a woman doesn't want to breastfeed, that's her choice. But is it because, just because they're not educated to do it, or we don't, or the build-up during pregnancy, it's not talked about enough, you know, by lactation experts, etc., etc. So why don't Irish, why are we the worst in the world? I mean, that's a terrible thing, isn't it? That we're the worst in the world when it comes to breastfeeding. Let me go to uh, Marianne, who lives, uh, is it Marianne or Marianne? I do apologise, who lives in Canada. Is it Marianne or Marianne? Don't worry, it's Marianne. Marianne, how are you doing? Why do you think? Why do you think we are so bad when it comes to breastfeeding? You can imagine little old Ireland and we value our mammies so much and we're great maternal bonds between us and our mothers. You can imagine we did do it more than, than others, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think it starts though from the hospital. I can I can compare because I've been in the system at home with my first kid and in the system here with my second kid. Okay. And um, in in Ireland, like I wanted to breastfeed, but there was just nobody around. They were too busy running around dealing with other people to actually sit with me and show me, and you know, kind of reinforce it all the time. It was a case of showing me once and off you go. Yeah, and if you had so any problems, I, we don't have the time to be dealing with you. Exactly. There's nowhere to go afterwards when you get home. And, mm. um, you know, that's when it gets tough because there's nobody around. Everyone's working and you have no one to ask. And so I, I try. I wanted to do it and I did it for about two or three days and I just couldn't do it anymore. And um, that was the end of that. And I ended up going to Hollow Street one day just for help. And I said, look, I think I'm getting a dietist or something. Can you can you look at this? Yeah. So she looked at it there and then. But after that, there was nothing else. No follow up. Um, so no, no encouragement and no, not trying to help you. And that's why the woman on yesterday said something similar. They didn't try and help her. The baby was crying and they went, oh, look, just give her a bottle. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> kind of a quick answer to just kind of pass it off. I'll just give the bottle. Yeah, don't just give her a bottle. Her grand. Yeah, but, and, and this is the problem that we don't talk about. The things that women should expect can happen if you're breastfeeding. And you mentioned mastitis a second ago. Something, mastitis, people think of mastitis in cows because you hear the ads on the television. But yeah, of course and, it can happen, it happen to women. Painful. I imagine so, yeah. I imagine and, so. Um, then... The system over here then, when, when I had my second kid, there was a dedicated lactation clinic within the hospital. So if you had any issues, you just go up there and the lady knows everything about, you know, breastfeeding. So you go in and she puts you in your room and she teaches you how to do it with, you know, her own hands on yours. And yeah. says, okay, this is how you do it. You massage it and all this. And, and you can actually rent pumps in there. So you don't have to buy a pump to breastfeed. Because There's they can be expensive, can't they? Oh yeah, they're a couple of hundred uh, okay. dollars, but I rented it for 60 bucks a month. 
Right, and okay. They give you all the equipment and show you how to use it. And uh, you go home and use it. When you're done with it, you just give it back. So you don't have the expense of forking out three or four hundred for a pump. So, and, so what um, you're saying to me was it was the experience of wanting to do it and the supports available were so much exactly. better in Canada than they are here. Exactly. They, they run here off the same system as the NHS, very similar. And uh, there's, just, there's just ample amount of information. And, you know, if you want to do something, they'll help you with it and guide you through it. But if you decide not to do it, they're not going to pressure you. And what about the, the stigma, which is something we talked about yesterday? I mean, in Canada, I'm sure it's very different culturally to Ireland, that in Ireland there are women, and we should, we've had topics on the show with fellas saying, I don't want to see some woman taking out our boob in a restaurant when I'm eating me dinner. And, and that's, there's still that mentality there, whereas I don't think but, that exists in Canada. I think there's a different type of, sti- there's a stigma attached to it, isn't it, almost? Well, I think the stigma is some women just want to get their tits out. They're right. not interested in feeding their kids. They just want to make a point. Oh, look at me, I've got my boobs out. You know, so attention-seeking, you mean? Exactly. The people yeah. that actually want to breastfeed, they're very, um, you know, uh, what's the word? Yeah. I can't get the word out. You know what I mean? They're they're just discreet about it. Yeah, of course. They you can be discreet or you can be in some Dignified thing. is probably the you word. Know, dignified. Is the dignified, word. that's yeah. the word. I can't get it out. But uh, anyway, yeah, I just think the main thing is get ladies when they're in the hospital and educate them. Don't let them leave because then when things get stressful, they just revert back to the bottle. Yeah, it's too easy, isn't it, to revert back to the bottle? And, and by the way, everybody and knows that breastfeeding is the best way to feed a child. I'm not judging, by the way, women who don't breastfeed because the, the, yeah, the formula like food now is very good. Whatever, yeah, whatever, whatever they want to do. But, um, you know, it just gives someone help if they want to do it. And I thought it would be a simple thing is just stick the baby on, off you go. It's not that easy. Yeah. And there's a technique that has to be trained, I suppose. Because everybody just assumes the baby would know naturally how to do it. No, no, and it's it can be very painful if it's not if it's not latched on right, right and then okay. that just ruins your experience. You think like this, right? And and it, for a woman, by the way, it's a great bonding experience too with the baby too. So I mean, that's all part of yeah, it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me let me just go stay there. Let me go to Eileen as well. Eileen, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How you doing, Eileen? Hi, Nigel. How are you? I mean, in relation to breastfeeding, why do you think Irish women are a bit slow to do it? Here, look at Nile. I was 19 when I got pregnant first with my first boy. He's what he's nearly 15 now, um, and the lactation consultant came in. Labour had gone wrong, whatever, I had a section, a last-minute section. And uh, the, consult- the lactation consultant came in maybe five or six hours after the, the section and started pulling and dragging at me and was on about breastfeeding and that. And I told her I didn't want to, I wasn't going to, I wanted to bottle feed and that was it. I needed a bit of help, I was young. And okay. All you young ones. All you're worried about is what your boobs are going to look like after breastfeeding. Oh, right. If you think your boobs are going to be saggy and you're not going to be able to wear your skimpy tops and that. And I, I was extremely overweight having my first child, so I mean, skimpy tops weren't... <laughs> it wasn't something you were thinking of at the time, no. <laughs> no. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't expose anyone to that kind of mental torture. But, um, but she was kind of judging you, yeah. Yeah, she was nasty. She wasn't nice, so she really turned me off it. So then I had my second boy, and I was adamant from that experience I was not going to do it. Like, she really, she really upset me. Yeah. Um, so I said, don't bother bringing a lactation consultant near me. I'm not going to do it. No amount of pressure is going to make me do it. So fast forward to 2018, where I just had my last boy. Um, I developed a, a complication in pregnancy called health syndrome. Okay. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I've it's never bad. heard of it. What, what, explain, what, what is that? 
So it's hemolysis, uh, your blood cells, your red blood cells get attacked, you get elevated liver enzymes, so right. you're, um, you get a build-up of phosphate in your system, uh, and you get uh, eclampsia, so you kind of bypass preeclampsia and you go straight to eclampsia. And the only thing to stop this is to deliver your baby. And is that um, where all your, your fingers and everything all start to swell and everything starts everything, swelling up? Everything, yeah. Okay, okay. You get jaundice. I've heard of people who had to get their wedding rings cut off and all sorts of carry on when that exactly. happens. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't know I had it until I went into my 28-week checkup and the doctor said, look, we're admitting you, you're not going home, you're here for the rest of your pregnancy. So I said, okay, and uh, it was just test after test. They never told me what was going on until about two days before I actually had the baby. And um, they had said to me, if we can get you to 30 weeks, we'll be happy. And I said, okay. But my liver kept going up and up and up. So I was actually at risk of rupture of my liver. Okay. Um, so I was just one day short of 30 weeks. And I got the most violent pain in my stomach. It was awful. And next thing I was in wheel down to theatre and the baby was being ripped out. I was minutes away from dying from this. Oh, thing. I'm so sorry to hear you had such a bad experience. Uh, but look, it was nearly 30 weeks and the baby was hopefully exactly. safe. Yeah. So he was born 10 weeks early, obviously, but yeah. he had an intrauterine growth retardation. It's called and what was, what was his weight, by the way, at 10 weeks, at 10 weeks early? just two pounds. Two pounds, like a bag of sugar. Yeah, just short, just two pounds. Yeah. Uh, the tiniest thing I've ever seen in my life. So mm. I was put into intensive care. He was in NICU, obviously, so I didn't see him for the first 48 hours being born. Yeah. Uh, my husband was going up and down with photos and videos and whatnot for me. So I got brought back out in intensive care and I was put into a semi-private room. And this lady came in. Her name was Liz. I'll never forget her. Um, she was a lactation consultant. And my stomach turned. I just thought, here we go again. Oh, yeah. She sat in the bed. She explained every single thing about breastfeeding, how breast milk is best for the baby. It's entirely your decision. But your child is in NICU at the moment and this is going to what bring him on. So she said, would you try it? no pressure she said we have donor milk down there so the women who sadly whose babies have passed away they will we are wet wet nurses yeah 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 um she said we have donor milk we can give him that and i said no if you can sit with me show me how to do it show me what i have to do then perfect now so I know I'm getting what you're saying here. So you're saying it was the attitude, the way she spoke to you, the way she educated you and talked yeah. to you about it. Yeah, rather like than... The first lady came in and she was pulling the boobs off me, more or less. You right. Know, yeah. right. <laughs> this lady sat down and explained what was going to happen, how we were going to pump. It's going to hurt, but in the first couple of days, you'll get over it, you'll get used to it, it'll be second nature to you for a finish. Yeah. Um, and she said, you won't have the baby latching to you because the baby's in tube bed. Okay. And I said, okay, so what they do is they have a little syringe that they attach onto the tube and they pour the breast milk into it and then it feeds into the baby's stomach. Right, so and you just pump it out. Exactly, yeah. 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 Um, so I said, great, okay. So she brought me down the pump. She said, the first couple of days, you're going to be slow with your milk because you've gone through trauma. Milk is slow to come through anyway. But she said, we'll get you there. And she came in every two hours to me, set up the pump for me, was talking me through the whole lot of it. If I only got a millimetre, if I got two mils, if I got three mils, she was really good, Eileen, you're brilliant, you're brilliant. So then, as she said, it would become second nature to me. So the day came for me to leave the hospital, and obviously the baby was going to have to stay in, and um, I was I was traumatised leaving him. And but did you have was, to take the pump home with you? No, I had to go to a chemist beside the maternity hospital in Limerick. Okay. Um, and I'd go in and I'd rent one off them. Right, okay. See, this is what they were saying. She said in Canada, they had one there in the hospital for her to rent, which is a good idea, was what they should be doing, yeah. It is, yeah. yeah. Um, so 
so the chemists were brilliant pharmacy. They were fantastic. They were like, look, it's 125 euros for the first month and then it's 90 euros. Jesus, dear enough, that. isn't it? It is. How <laughs> it much, is. I mean, how much is the thing to buy? Well, I suppose, uh, I think it's, well, the really good ones are, I suppose, about maybe four or five hundred euros. Oh, right. This was a double pump, so you could pump both sides. <laughs> so you're like a cow inside the dairy. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, does it make so, much of a racket? It's like... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. You'd need um, a bit of privacy for that, I think, I think to be honest. You would go on. Yeah, you would, like. Um, so we had that. It was great. It was brilliant. Um was able to do it, put it into a freezer bag, bring it into the hospital, leave it there, whatever. And I was doing brilliant until one day someone just turned around to me and said, you know, Eileen, it's not technically breastfeeding because the baby isn't latching. And uh, I just thought, okay, right. So she said, technically, it's not really great, you know. Well, it is. Um, it is And I was like, look, breast milk is breast milk. And yeah. still breastfeeding. She's like, no, you're not breastfeeding because you're not latching. Who said, that um, was a nasty person. Who said that to you? It was, our, this is one of these women that's just like, women rule the world. And we're the best ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gossip, yeah. a nosy person, yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah. that, but I would consider that breastfeeding. Of course I would. But well, um, at the time, of course, you were up to high dough anyway. So you were taken very seriously what everybody was saying, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um... And from that day then, I just got such a knock to my confidence that I started, I know it sounds off, I started to dry up. Um, so I rang Liz, the lactation consultant, and I said to her, look, I'm having a problem. The milk isn't coming through. What can I do? And she said uh, to get, you can take, I think, was it either Motilium or Imodium, one of those things, can you bring it on? Yeah, okay. Um, and some really awful tea, with fennel tea, I think it was called. It was brutal. Okay. So I was trying that. But it's like but a herbal that, tea or something like that, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But that yeah. lady's words still rang through my head and I was like, you know what, what am I doing it for? Because it's not actually technically right. And did that work, by the way? Did the stuff that you took, did that, did that did. work? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. it does. But you can only take like the emodium or motilium for, I think it's about three days. Right, okay. Before it starts having a side effect on your, your own stomach. Yeah. Um, but um, those ladies' words still rang in my head that, you know, why am I even bothering doing it? I'm not breastfeeding anymore. It's not technically breastfeeding. I'm not doing the baby any good. I'm not bonding with my child. And that was it. I went into the neonatal unit. I was bawling, crying. Uh, met the nurse in charge. Torture oh, her my God. This is a terrible said, experience. This, it's mm-hmm. no wonder women don't want to breastfeed. This is an awful this experience. Yeah. So, did, by the way, I, I'm, I'm kind of stuck for time now. But I, And, by the way, I'm intrigued by your story, Annie. But did you, did you get back to breastfeeding in the end? No. The nurse Never. Me inside the neonatal oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. And, and you know what? You probably would have loved it. I would have. Yeah. I'd have absolutely loved it, you know, but she said you've six weeks done of it, you've the best part of it done. He's oh, maybe, maybe the with way. the next one. Maybe with the next one. <laughs> oh, God, no more. <laughs> maybe the no. next one you give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but look, I, I, appre- no, I appreciate your story and, and it's very intriguing and I'm sure many women around the country probably have very similar stories as well and I'm sorry I'm always short on time here in the show but it, it was it, it was interesting the way you told it as well. I, I can see exactly why women might not want to do it and why they'd be discouraged not just by, by public health nurses but by or lactation specialists but, but by members of the public sticking their nose in as well. Uh, thank you, Wiley, and thank you very much indeed. Bernie, you're going to have to wait because I have to come to you after the break. All right, Bernie, please stay with me. Uh, the number's 087-188-0008. Bernie, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Ah, not too bad, not too bad. Let's talk How's about breastfeeding a little bit more. I mean... Were you breastfed? What's, was I breastfed? I don't know. I was adopted, so I have no idea. I'm sure they... You, God, your mum, I'm sure she tried. Yeah, 1963 in St. Patrick's Home on the Navan Road. I believe that's... From what I've heard from the stories... Some of the women who did stay, you know, uh, you know, had their babies there, would have fed a multitude of children. 
they wouldn't have just yeah. fed their own. They would like you, you, we've we've all seen the pictures of all the cots in the corridors with all these babies in them. And I'm sure kind of one mother was asked, you know, but to save the, obviously the, the nuns' money was told, "Hey, just feed those four there, will you, while you're at it." You know what I mean? Mm. So that's probably what happened. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember I it. No, I know. Sorry, I shouldn't have asked. Sorry, I didn't no, no, it's okay. I mean, I, I often wonder. By the way, do people remember being breastfed? Um, I don't know. I have a little sixteen-week-old baby, and I'll ask him when he's about five. Do you think? Do you think there's a stigma in Ireland? I mean. You know, I know breasts are considered to be secondary genitalia and men get some sort of excitement out of them. And that's true, of course, because I am a man. But but generally speaking, are women conscious of that when they're breastfeeding, say, in a public place? I, I suppose, well, I don't know. I, I feel that if you're, if you're eating your dinner, you're entitled to feed your baby at the same table. I don't care where you are. That's mm. my personal thing. I mean, I had four back in the time in the 80s, in 83, 84, 86 and 88. There was no Lilesh League. There was no lactation consultant went into the rotunda and two of them were premature and I I felt sorry for that lady ahead of me that was saying that you know they, somebody talked her out of breastfeeding her little baby in the neonatal unit because I did it for mine even though it was through a tube and I mean thank God he was grand and it did do him well and it only lasted for six weeks but it did ha- work and I'm delighted I did it do you know yeah. and, and, do, and do, I mean when, when I listen to the accounts from women today and yesterday what I'm hearing is it's the education around it. It's the way they're treated in the hospital. It's not really so much. I thought it was more about you know the stigma in society. Now, that is mm-hmm. part of it, too, I think. But I think it's more about that initial contact with nurses. Like yesterday, two people said to me, oh, the nurse was in, oh, your baby's crying. Oh, you just give it a bottle, for God's sake, will you? Or, or, or then the, quite the opposite, you better breastfeed, you know, with an iron fist, so to speak. This very kind of religious kind of view of it. That would have been, I suppose, maybe a bit older, you know, where that's the natural yeah. thing for a woman to do. And if you don't do that, there's something wrong with you. So there's there's a very different attitude in other countries towards breastfeeding than we have here. Yeah, and like as I said, in '83, like I mean, the nurse stood in the middle of the ward and she said, uh, "They're not ornaments, girls. Get used to them. They're for feeding." <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I was 23, sure I would have said, "Oh, great, okay." And I mean, I remember a few not doing a. Uh, women in the ward and they got the bottle which was oster milk or whatever there was no pre-pack or anything like that they were you know made by the nurses so anyone who was breastfeeding your baby was brought to you whenever it was you know crying in the nursery or wherever it was wasn't with you during the day at night they would take them out and you just got used to it now I don't I don't ever remember having any issues. I mean, I did get mastitis and I got, you know, a few infections. But, I mean, I got on with it. My GP gave me antibiotics. It told me what to do. And I just kind of worked it out. Now, I'm not a super intelligent person. I know I, I have a nursing background. But I just got on with it and did the best I could. And I fed my children if I was in the bus. If I, I'd go down and put my coat over them if they were really screaming. I didn't want to upset the other, you know, people yeah. on the bus. Or it was in a restaurant. I mean, and the only re- only place I remember at the time was Arnott's in Dublin had a, um, a little place where you could sit and breastfeed your child in, in the women's bathroom. And that was a really, for me, if I was had to go into town, that would be the one place that I, if I had to bring a baby, I was breastfeeding with me. If not, I'd sit in the car in the ILAC centre when it came out. Because the ILAC centre was new, so you'd go up and sit in your car for a few minutes and then go back and finish your shopping. I mean, we should, we but, should have more of that. I mean, there are some places I know, you know, large shopping centres, maybe not so much probably here, but in other countries, but definitely, where, you know, there's breastfeeding rooms where there's a sofa and you can sit down and relax and mm-hmm. feed your baby. And TVs the, and everything in them. And I yeah. really see them. My daughter-in-law was feeding my granddaughter out there. And she was, she, she's probably, I thought it was in a cinema. It was fabulous. And they had wipes and they had lovely layout for them. Yeah, and it was, you're not just asked to go into the jacks to do it. Do you know what I mean? No, <laughs> I mean, it was, every, it was secondary to the jacks. And I don't understand why we have such a thing about 
putting in more facilities for women and have a more... It's almost like we're ashamed of women breastfeeding. Actually, do me a favour, stay there for a second because I want to go to Michelle as well. Michelle, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Michelle? Hi, and I'll how are you? Uh, You're currently breastfeeding your one-month-old child. She's from one Oh, oh, oh sorry, sorry, sorry. I do apologize. Yeah. <laughs> your little girl. Okay, and and how are you getting on? I mean, do you think you're being supported properly? Uh, not really, though, to be honest. With you. She's my second. Now I have a five-year-old as well. And to answer the question, did you remember? No, they don't actually remember. I know. Because um, you did ask me a couple of weeks ago, can I have some? I thought, Jesus, no, you won't be able to that. <laughs> yeah, I have some. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, um, it does look weird when they're walking, asking, walking yeah, around, asking, can they have some? Can I have some? Yeah, no, I mean, going back five years ago when I had him, he was 11, 7, born. Yeah. He was a buster baby. He was big, all right. He was huge. And now that was section, thank God. Jeez, I wouldn't be walking. No, away, but, <laughs> I, I mean, don't think you'd have got that in. Just nearly 12, <laughs> 12 pounds. Yeah, yeah he was huge. Like, I think he was five foot, but anyway. So. They in, had him in Dublin, Holland Street, and that everything was, you know, oh, oh, he's a big baby, you have to give him top of the formula, and well, breastfeeding won't work, and I was like, what? So, then me first, I was totally stupid, hadn't a clue, I was just gone with the flow, and they were giving him top up feeds, and thankfully that didn't last, and I managed to continue breastfeeding until he was 15 months, and then a mouthful of teeth, that was the end of that, he got to P45, right, okay. So, um, is it, by the way, Ellen, pardon my ignorance, but is that yeah. normally when you stop, once the teeth start coming, yeah? Not necessarily, because she's got two bottom teeth now. She had them at the bank holiday weekend, and we're still going, we're still hanging in there. Right, <laughs> right okay. So, um, yeah, so I suppose five years ago, from my journey, like I had no background, my mother never breastfed. So this was totally new to me. I hadn't an absolute clue, but I, I struggled on, and I did struggle because the information wasn't there. And the help and support wasn't there. Yeah, and it's weird, isn't it, that we're quite helpless as human beings. We see other yeah. animals in the animal kingdom do this quite yeah. naturally. But yet, as yeah. human beings, we're supposed to be the superior ones. Exactly. We struggle and to do something as basic as breastfeeding children. We do. Oh, yeah. God. I mean, when I had her four months ago, I, I was living in Kilkenny now. And we, a lovely experience in the hospital and all. And they, they, they were really, really helpful in the hospital, but they kind of left me because... This was my second. I was like, she just, you were a pro with this. And I was like, no, I'm not really. Um, with the result, then I ended up with mastitis twice, thrush, all these things I never yeah. had on the fourth. I'm thinking, oh my God, pulling me here out. Well, you're the third you. person now to say mastitis. So mastitis is obviously quite common. It's very common, I believe, yeah. now. Yeah. Um, but I was involved with the Kilkenny, um, the Lesh group. And I have to say, the ladies on that are absolutely amazing. And what causes the mastitis? Is it just the, the constant... Um, the okay. baby not latching properly, okay. uh, stress obviously, you know, because it's a very stressful time. Like, mm-hmm. um, but like like that too. The, the resources resources just weren't there, and I actually, you know, knew somebody that was a lactating consultant. But again, the wrong information been given. You know, um, try this. Oh, don't pump Michelle because you, you'll have an oversupply. You'll get mastitis again. You'll be prone to blockages. So. With the result, then you're afraid to give her a bottle because you're like, oh, well, I do damage them. You know, you know what? I, I'm, when I'm listening to all you, it just sounds a lot more complicated than I ever thought it was. I thought it was just a simple yeah. matter of sticking the baby's okay. mouth over and off you go. But no, I mean, no, when, I when you're talking that. about increasing the supply with the pump or whatever, that'd be too yeah. much and you might get blockages, then you yeah. get mastitis. I'm yeah. starting to feel sorry for women now. I, I genuinely am. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot more complicated than I ever expected it to be. Oh, it is. It's, it's massively complicated. And there's not enough support out there for women. There really is. 
No, and this is what somebody mentioned yesterday as well, that we need, mm. like the public health nurses that go around, which Bernie would be very familiar with, uh, or they used to be called the district health nurses in my day. Yeah, yeah they, right. they need to be trained in lactation as well as trained in, you know, looking around your house to make sure you don't have ashtrays and dogs. So exactly. they... they exactly. <laughs> isn't exactly. that isn't that what they do? Because yeah. I, I, I remember yeah. the, I remember my first you- child, they came out of the house and the, the one thing she noticed is in the kitchen there was an ashtray. And she went, Aww. oh... Daddy smokes, does he? And I went, yeah, oh. daddy does smoke. You're grand outside. But. <laughs> no, can I just say, I, I, I breastfed uh, for three years my last daughter. Yeah. Uh, um, and I had no support. I did it myself. And yeah. she had teeth and she was walking and talking. And I did. And she's now breastfeeding her 16-week-old baby. So I inherited, she inherited from me how to breastfeed. And and I, what's the oldest, by the way, Bernie, you would ever consider it? Or would have considered it? Not now, obviously. She, uh, well, I, well, I thought, I mean, I was working full time. I was on, on night duty when I was feeding her. So I used to come home during the day and just feed her in the morning before I went to bed. It wasn't like I was feeding her around the clock. It was just a, maybe a comfort thing between the two, you know, for both. Yeah, of because them. there is a bonding in breastfeeding as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. So what, know, what's the oldest, Bernie? I, well, I, well, I was, I, I, mean, I'm, I don't know, I shouldn't be saying, but I was, she was three when I stopped feeding her. Three. Okay, that's quite yeah. old, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, but I mean, it was just maybe one a day, once a day at the end, you know, right, she'd okay. talking and walking and she'd have her food and everything and then she might do it at night before she went to bed. It was just a comfort thing. It was a comfort thing, yeah, bonding thing. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. I can see why that would happen as long as you're because, able to do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And I, I mean, we just, I mean, I'd love to, to like my, what she's going through at the moment herself, I'd love to, she'd go in and be able to help maybe a newer mother because she's gone through the last 16 weeks on her own. And she's had very, you know, she had a hard labour, hard pregnancy. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. And uh, she'd be a great, uh, you know, ambassador for people to go in and just say, this is how I coped with it, this is what I did at home on my own. You know, they just should invite the mothers who have already done it. I know, no, I, I agree. They absolutely need more support. And I'm sorry, I've run way out of time. Michelle, thank you very much indeed. Bernie, thank you very much indeed for explaining all that. Uh, let me go to Claire as well. Claire, you're in Ireland Classic Kids. How are you doing, Claire? <laughs> Hi, Nile. How are you? Now, after yesterday's show, you sent us in an email. Uh, we were talking about why women didn't breastfeed, and you believed you were discouraged at the time from breastfeeding. What, what happened? Um, I wasn't discouraged, but I I feel like births are a lot more complicated than people realise. Um, women are under so much pressure, and then I think sometimes there can be a very traumatic birth um, where the, the woman later on might get postnatal depression or in, in rarer cases, Yes. Postnatal psychosis. I mean, obviously, there's other um, factors, not just the Which, birth. by the way, postnatal depression is very common, extremely yes. common. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, you want to be this earth mother and you want to be a good mother, but at the same time, you're being prescribed um, antidepressants. Okay. And the, doc- the doctor might say they're completely safe for your baby, etc. But deep down, I didn't feel like. I didn't feel like I wanted to take that risk. Okay, like, you had you had a hunch. Okay, yeah, and you had, had you felt hunch. in your own gut, yeah, that you didn't want to do it. Yes, and and aside from that, when you're dealing with stuff like postnatal depression or psychosis, you don't sleep, and when you don't sleep, it makes everything, all the symptoms that you're experiencing, it makes them so much worse because you're, um, you can't function, and so you need to sleep. So if you're up to breastfeed, and that might sound selfish now, but at the end of the day. You need to look after yourself. Of course, you you're the most important to, person. Yeah, yeah, and, and you need to survive this. A lot of times, you're you're extremely suicidal. Well, the baby's no good without you. So, do you, do you exactly. know what I'm saying? So, so I mean, might, you're important. Might say, they might say, "Oh, I'm disappointed. So and so's not breastfeeding, or there's not enough women in Ireland breastfeeding." 
But when you when you look at it like this, there's there's women dying. There women take their own lives after having children. Why they do that? I, I'm exploring that right now. I'm I'm trying to find way, ways that we can offer um, to women if medication or um, you know psychiatry isn't working for them. What other things can we provide for women? Um, and stuff like breastfeeding. Yes, it's very important, and breast is best. And I'm I'm not taking away that fact. But you're saying that you have to take in the circumstances of every individual woman and many women after giving birth. I mean, you mentioned obviously some women feel suicidal and that can happen with postnatal yep. psychosis, of course, as well. And that many women are suffering from depression. And, yep. and that is a, it is a fact. There's also evidence there to suggest, I remember reading something some time ago, that sometimes breastfeeding can be quite calming if it works. It can be quite calming as well. And obviously that can be helpful in those situations too because it is a bonding tool as well yep. between you and a child. But- but you have to take into consideration if you have had a cesarean section, you're going to be on antibiotics, strong antibiotics after mm-hmm. that cesarean. Is I mean, is that safe to, to be breastfeeding? Well, I, I'm assuming you would have to take a doctor's advice in relation to... No, I, I haven't heard doctors saying that you can't breastfeed on antibiotics. I, no, uh, no, I haven't. But yeah. personally, it, it's... It's the decision I didn't want to... Yeah, no, and that's your choice. Again, And I would never want to see anybody pressured, but why do you think... I mean, these... What you're talking about is absolutely valid information, and absolutely, I completely agree with everything you're saying, Claire. And we've talked to women before about postnatal depression and postnatal psychosis and how dangerous that can be, by the way. But in relation to women around the world, every all women around the world are more or less the same. They all suffer from the same things, but yet Ireland seems to have a big difficulty when it comes to breastfeeding. Why do you think that is? I, I, I couldn't tell you to be honest. I, I think there is... Um, I, I lived in Australia for years, for a number of years, and it is a lot more um, accepted there, I think. It's a lot more open and maybe supported yeah, women, a bit better, yeah. Yeah, and women do it a lot more freely than, than you would see here. I remember my mum saying um, that she was the only woman in the hospital breastfeeding and that her mum was kind of, like, really shocked that she decided to breastfeed, which I was surprised about because I thought back then, when I was you know, a baby back in the 80s, I thought it would have been, um, you know, like the, the pressured, but it, it was the opposite. I, I don't know why um, Ireland has a lower rate of um, breastfeeding, mm-hmm. but, but I suppose I only talk about what I know about, and I know a lot about postnatal depression and psychosis. Well, I'm, so- and, I'm sorry that you had to go through that, by the way, and I'm really sorry that you went through that. Yeah, I know that that's fine. I mean, I found ways now, I interview people every week, and I find ways... To, to help me manage that. My I was going to say, how do you feel now? Yeah, I, I feel great. Good. Well, like, obviously, I have down days. I of course, yeah, wrong. of course. And, and I think having children has changed my life, my mental uh, well-being. It, it has changed it forever. It, in, a, in a bad way, uh, I would have said it, it was the worst thing that ever happened to me. But now, I, I think it's great because I, I'm interviewing influential people every week and I'm really enjoying what I'm doing. Good. Uh, but... Um, but yeah, with the breastfeeding, I think a lot of the times women are under so much turmoil and they feel like they're not good enough. And that, that's what it comes down to. Women feeling like I'm not good enough because I'm not breastfeeding. Okay, but do, do, well, do me a favour, stay there for a second because I want to go to Ruth as well before the break too. Um, Ruth, I mean, I have to be honest, I mean, Claire makes a lot of valid points there in relation to, you know, dealing with, you know, um, if you're on antibiotics or antidepressants, is it okay that maybe there isn't enough information and good information for women when they want to breastfeed? No, I completely agree. Like, I think um, the information and the, I suppose, like, my, my thing with it is, like, there is a, a severe lack of information, a lack of education. And that even goes down to professionals. 
like I had that through a pretty rough time for eight weeks while I was breastfeeding my baby. When she was eight months old, she started biting me quite badly. Um, she was going through teething. I My first port of call was to get on to the public health nurse who turned around and said, oh, um, God, I really don't know. I've never had anyone breastfeed this long. So right. straight off, it's like, this long? Like, and then it made me... Didn't it, well, like, from what I've been hearing for the last two days, it's not that long, to be honest with you. It sounds pretty normal. It's yeah. not at all, because the World Health Organization recommends that if you can, you breastfeed up to two years of age, obviously with solids and stuff as well, not exclusively, but that you breastfeed up yeah, to well, two Bernie, years of age. Yeah, well, Bernie a few minutes ago was talking about breastfeeding her daughter till she was three. Yeah, I mean, like that. My my plan is to keep going as long as I, as long as I can, as long as we both are happy with it. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm I've no plans in stopping. But even that sort of attitude, like oh, I've never had anyone breastfeed that long, then gave me completely wrong information. Like no. Well, now you're starting I, to feel paranoid. Now, am I doing the right thing? Yeah. yeah, you feel completely paranoid. And gosh, should I not be doing this anymore? And it was only because. I'm the type of person who would educate myself on a lot of different things that I'm doing. So I educated myself on breastfeeding from as early as I could, not while I was pregnant. And I regret not doing that. And I think that that's something, instead of when you go to an antenatal class, that you're told how to breathe, how to bounce in a ball. Those things go out of your head when you're in labour. But it's the stuff when you come out of the maternity hospital that you're confused with. Like, my baby's not latching properly. And people give up straight away. And I feel that there is an attitude as well where it's even when I said I had planned to breastfeed, Family members, friends would have turned around and been like, oh, well, good luck with that. And like, if it doesn't work out. And it seems to be this attitude and a mentality in Ireland where there is definitely a negative association with breastfeeding. If it, oh, and what, it, what, is, what is that negative association? What is it? What is that stigma? I, do you know what? I don't know. Like, I still try to figure that out because even like, you know, there's some of my friends then they look and go, you're still breastfeeding. Jesus kind of thing. And I'm like. My God, like I'm, I like look. A fed baby is best, but at the end yeah. of the day, we all know the benefits of breastfeeding as well for both mom and baby. I mean, is is there an embarrassment factor? Because I did mention yesterday that my niece, um, who's now in her late thirties, by the way, and our third child, um, but I, I used to babysit her when she was a child, and yeah. I do go around to her house for cups of tea or whatever else, and then she take she sits there to take her boob out and she starts feeding the child, and I'm going, Ah, Jesus, because you have to do that in front of me, because I'm fifty. <laughs> seven years of age so is there still that embarrassment factor for some people and I'm guilty of that I'm admitting I'm guilty of that I think is there that is, embarrassment at factor at the same time like my father-in-law who I was really surprised at he's so supportive of me breastfeeding and you know wherever well when we could go and visit them um, it was sort of like oh I'll go upstairs and I'll feed Holly and he was like no no it's grand you're fine there like, I'll just do it there yeah we're grand yeah. I'll make up a tea <laughs> and completely supportive and even little things like I remember she went through like a period of not eating because again it was back to the teething thing and even to get from a 64-year-old man to turn around and say, well, sure, it's fine. You're still breastfeeding her, so don't yeah. be worrying. Yeah. And like, things like that definitely do outweigh, I suppose, like the bad stuff. Yeah. But I definitely feel... I like mean, it was, as I mentioned yesterday, it was only a few years ago we were covering a topic where a restaurant, and a popular restaurant, by the way, in the north side of Dublin, asked a woman to leave the table who was breastfeeding... I remember that. ...and going I to the toilet. Yeah. Because a customer complained... You see, for me there, that again probably comes down to an education thing. And I do know that some people do feel uncomfortable with breasts. And I probably would have felt the same way prior to having a baby. But now when you understand the biology behind breastfeeding and the necessity behind it, like it, it, it does change your mindset completely. Mm. It does, I mean, it does. And, and that's, it's just changing the way we think about it. I mean, I know yeah. Ireland has this issue with nudity in general, right? But I, I think it's the, <laughs> it's changing the way that we, we we think about things. Now, I'm not saying, for example, I know lads out there are thinking, oh, but you know, boobs are boobs, like they're sexual things. Because that's what lads 
think about. Yeah, yeah. But but we have to also understand that they're there for a purpose. They're there for a purpose. I couldn't agree more. But then you see, it, it needs to go back as well because I, I said in the message there to the girls, like when I had my baby, like there was a bottle of formula put at the end of the bed, and I'm like, that's hardly encouraging. Yeah. You know, like you should be encouraged and taught about the benefits and extended breastfeeding as well as that, because I think. So what is, I mean, what, when you talk about extended breastfeeding, OK, so what is the latest? I mean, I've read some ridiculous stories now of 11, 12 year olds. But I mean, what? I, draw, I definitely I do draw the line. <laughs> yeah. There was a picture there. Was it Cosmo magazine or one of those magazines back a few years ago? Some celebrity with her 12 year old daughter standing in front of her uh, while she was standing the picture and her 12 year old was breastfeeding her. And I go, God, that's a bit much now. No, uh, we're bordering on the strange now. Yes, yeah, so. definitely. I mean, I was, in, I was in Dunn's a couple of weeks ago and my 15 month old turned around grabbed me and shouted booby. I mean, that was quite <laughs> <laughs> So we need to kind of overcome manners here in our house. Yeah, there's a time and a place. <laughs> a time and a place. Just like the girl that was on earlier on and said her five-year-old every now and again said, can I have some, please? When he sees his little <laughs> sister getting some. Listen, it was lovely talking to you. Thanks very much indeed. And I appreciate you coming on the air and sharing no, your experience with us. All right. Thank and thank you very much indeed to Claire as well. Loads of texts, by the way, coming in. I feel so sorry for that lady. She was trying her best and doing everything right and by the book. And just because of one person's stupid, uneducated comments her breastfeeding journey ended and I feel so sorry for her and it sounds like she was absolutely flying and um, all that person said was an uneducated answer and an uneducated uh, comment that was so unfair and fair play to her for getting to the six weeks and she gave her baby the best start in life that they could have asked for That was uh, in reference to Michelle and uh, somebody told Michelle that she wasn't actually breastfeeding just because she was pumping at the time. Let me go to Sinead. Um, Oh, sorry, I need to switch you on here, Sinead. I do apologise. Hold on for a second. Sorry, Sinead, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you? Hi, now. Good, how are you? Good. Uh, Sinead, uh, do you think Irish women are a little bit slow to breastfeed? Do you think it's because we're not educated? And when I say educated, we're not given enough education in hospitals. Or is that a stigma? What's the reason why we're not doing it? I, I think there can be a bit of a stigma attached, as in if you're breastfeeding in public, mm-hmm. um, unless unless you're the type of person who's used to kind of showing off your bits, you're not going to be comfortable. Right, okay. Um, so I unless think, you're a very confident type of person, then some people are not that confident, yeah, I get it. Yeah, but even if you are confident, I mean, I mean, me personally, I have fed my child sitting in Eddie Rockets with my nine-year-old son present at the time. Okay. And, like, to be honest, bringing home, we had, we have three, so bringing home a baby, and I had a four-year-old and a, nine, a nine-year-old, and I was kind of, when I brought the baby home, the little girl, and they were like, oh, what are you doing there? And I was like, I'm breastfeeding. This is what, you know, this is the milk where it comes from, and even my four-year-old now would ask me, what are those things, ma'am? And I say, well, they're breasts, and that's where milk comes from. That's where you fed from. Mm. So I, I, I think, as regards to stigma, I don't know if going forward, if if I was given the option to stay in a shopping centre, um, and I know there's a few, our, our local shopping centre in the square in Tala has a feeding room. Okay. Now it's one feeding room, three floors, and a lot of the times it's full because there's only one person in the win. Right, so, and what, what's in there? Like, just like a, you can sit down, a nice comfortable chair? Yeah, 
yeah, like there's the, the sinks and there's a toilet that you can close the door on. So say you have a toddler and a baby. Yeah. You can, the toddler maybe if they're training, you can go in and they can use the toilet and then you can sit in the chair and you can feed the baby and then you can change the baby. So there's all the facilities that you have in changing room, toilet and all that. And it's nice. It's actually, it's actually... Um, yeah, it's a kind of sterile, well. nice surroundings, not, not a yeah. dirty, smelly surrounding like a normal yeah, bathroom. Yeah. Not like yeah. the toilet at all. And as well as that... Because there's nothing worse. Can, nice I can imagine what it would be like to be asked to go into it as that woman did in a restaurant in Dublin go back a few years ago to be told to get into the Jackson feed your baby. You know, yeah. with a, why would you want I, to do that? I just can't get my head around that either. I mean, personally... I mean, you wouldn't I, ask I, someone to eat their dinner in the toilet. No you're doing that's what your baby is doing they're getting a feed yeah you know and given the choice though i would probably rather than sit in the middle of a shopping center feeding my baby i would rather go into that day feeding room and um, because the whole covering yourself up and you know you're, you're quite self-conscious and as well as that as you've been hearing from the other women it's not easy you know, but see, I don't get it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mentioned earlier on that I'm 58 and I'm a conservative. I'm a dodgy old thing. But but in saying that, I, I don't understand the psychology of it anymore. I'm starting to think about this very deeply now. Yeah. When people are looking at you breastfeeding, they're, what are they seeing? They're seeing nothing. So no. what is the... I mean, okay, some women are a little bit more advantageous in the way they do it than others, right? And I get that. <laughs> and that's fine. But I mean, nothing more. I mean, you'll see even men, even men going, oh, yeah. God's sake, look at her. Oh, for God's sake. And I'm going, <laughs> the same lad will go home and look at page three in a magazine or whatever it is and be excited by it. So I say, the only thing is, the child, like the baby could latch on or off during the feed. Yeah. So if that happens, you're kind of repositioning yourself and you're, so there would be something to see then. But, so, but what's there to see? A nipple. I'm sorry, but yeah, I mean, I know, I know. It depends on it depends on how you how you associate it, though. You mm. know, and there is. I know there was um, a lady on there, and she was saying that she breastfed her children, and then her daughter is now breastfeeding her breastfeeding her child. My mom would have breastfed us. We wouldn't have seen that. But we would have known that she would have... But see, in your, in your mum's day, I imagine mothers of old would have went into a separate room to breastfeed, wouldn't they? They probably would. They wouldn't do it in yeah. front of you. But, I mean, my, my youngest is four. Yeah. And she was born around Christmas time. Actually, I got mastitis on Christmas Day. Oh, Yay, lovely. That was exciting. Yeah, I'm sure that um, was. Santa brought mastitis. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember... What did you get for my... Christmas? Sore boobs. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> But I remember being in my mother-in-law, say, over the Christmas period and with people, with other people there, whatever. And I went up to my mother-in-law's bedroom. I wouldn't have sat there. That's just my personal thing. I brought her up to my mother-in-law's bedroom and I just felt that I could relax there. And as Well, well as I that, suppose from your I point of view, if you felt better doing that, well, that's the right thing to do. Do you understand what yeah, I'm saying? If you there felt there better. Would have been, there would have been like, uh, you know, like my husband's uncle, there, say, of, of your own age. Say. And I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. On my own age? Why, how old is your husband's uncle, by the way? Sinead. He's only in his 30s. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? I don't think... Boys, L boys, Sinead. What I say, Niall, is the purpose of feeding my child is not, I don't want to make anybody else uncomfortable either. And if somebody else is uncomfortable when I'm doing it, I'm going to get uncomfortable. If I get uncomfortable, the baby's going to get fussy. And, and then, then there's no milk and no baby getting fed. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Exactly, I get it. Exactly. Listen, Sinead, I'm running out of time. Listen, Sinead, it was lovely talking to you. Thanks very much, Sinead. I'm sorry, by the way, that Santa Claus brought you sore boobs. Uh, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Numbers 087-188-0008. I want to get a male opinion after the break of a man who was disgusted that his wife was publicly, well, I say publicly shamed, was shamed for in public 
appetite for breastfeeding. Stephen, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you, Stephen? Not bad, are you? Good. I mean, now, Stephen, let's get a male perspective on this because you, well, your partner was breastfeeding. And yeah. uh, what happened? Well, when she, like, this is our first baby, you know, he's only a year old. No, I don't know if it was COVID related or what, but I felt there wasn't really much support from the HSC. I mean, if you're talking about why I was women don't breastfeed, I don't know if it's just the COVID thing or mm. if they're normally more support, but we had one class. So you did, she didn't get much support or much help anyway in that department? No, no, no. No, 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 no I, wasn't, I don't know if it was COVID related or what, but at the start, like, we, we were watching all these, you know, these American shows, what would you do where they do these situations where women yeah. breastfeed and then they would ask to pretend to abuse and see what happens. So, I don't know if that affected you, kind of like paranoid, maybe, does this actually happen or not? So, I've been a child about two months, we were in Merchant's Key, you know, in Cork, in the shop centre, she was hungry, so she breastfed in public, like, we've got a seat for her, in the middle of the shop centre, she breastfed, there was no problem. Yeah. I was very proud of her, I was like, thank God, you know, finally, you're confident enough to do it, and it's great. Right. And, I, like, my family then, like, I had my mam and my nan, like, they'd be asking, why is she breastfeeding, why is she breastfeeding, just get a bottle, and I think that's because they wanted to, to, to try and feed him as well, you know, so. Yeah. That didn't help, but she was confident in doing it in front of my family. I thought this was fantastic, it was progress. And the one person I didn't worry about was my brother. And one day she was dressed that away, no problem, and he came out to me afterwards and said that she needs to have more respect for herself and not say that out in front of him. Oh, no. And I, I mean, she'd, was, What do you say? She'd want to have more respect for herself than to do? Yeah. Oh, my God. No, and she was very discreet about it. I mean, she was, she was you know, the Muslim con over and all that. We had a, me and my brother had a massive back and forth about this where he'd be saying, she felt uncomfortable, she needs to respect him, she needs to respect herself, she can't be doing this in public. And oh, no. And how old, how old is he? He's 25. Ah, he, he needs to grow up a little bit now, 25 years of age, thinking like that. But what happened was then, I went home. And I would expect that from a 50 or 60 year old man. Now, don't get me wrong, it's not yeah. right, but I would expect, expect that from a 50 or 60 year old man. Yeah. But, but then when I went home, I told her, because I was so angry, and I was like, because they were two months on breastfeeding around the place, no one said a word to us, and we were like, oh, this doesn't happen, a lot, this is an American thing. And I went home, and I said, you won't believe it, I said, my brother told me this, and since that day, she hasn't breastfed in front of anyone. Oh, no, and so you knocked, so that knocked her confidence. No, I, I, I don't know. Was I right to tell her or not? That's another conversation. Well, that's a whole other conversation. You yeah. probably, there are sometimes things that she didn't know mightn't hurt her. But, oh, yeah, in, but, but in saying that, yeah. you, you, I mean, obviously you wanted to share the information, you were angry and everything else, and I understand that. Yeah. And but you didn't think it was going to knock her confidence, but it did. It knocked not her confidence. That much. Like, not that much. I mean, even if I have a friend coming over, no, I had a friend drop over a mattress the other day, I had to ring her first to tell her on the way to make sure that she's not in the middle of breastfeeding. Yesterday we were in town. We had to go home. The child was hungry. We had to leave town and get home to breastfeed at home. So she will. And she just will not breastfeed in front of other people anymore. No, and it's ever since that one thing. So that I think one it's important. Time. I think it's important for people to understand that I, I don't know what you said to the woman while ago that you were saying, oh, the chef threw down in front of me, you know? Like, yeah. Also, as men don't think about it, you know, we, we, we kind of wore off a duck's back. But them comments can affect... No, not absolutely. No, and, and the more I think about it, yeah. the more I understand that. Yeah, I absolutely do. Yeah, it's like, like, God, I mean, and then, the, you know, when they talk about why women don't breastfeed, and you look at, like, all oh, the benefits and the benefits and the benefits. I think some people should be told how much money you save. Because I went to the shop the other day, I had to get the, the farmer milk for his breakfast. Cause, uh, I know, it's expensive. <laughs> it's expensive. It's, I, said to her, I, said, I said, you're a gold mine. Yeah. You're saving me, you're saving me a fortune. No, absolutely. By the way, thank you, Stephen, for sharing that with us. I'm stuck for time today, but thank you for sharing that with us. I understand what happened there, and that's that's absolutely awful. Let me go to Stacey as well. Stacey has a nine month old baby. Stacey, good afternoon to you on Classic Kids. Hi, how are you? Stacey, now you, you're breastfeeding as well. Yeah, well, I have to stop um, due to milk supply issues, but um, I actually never come on the radio, but this is a subject that will be quite um, important, I think, because I was 
really geared up to, to breastfeed. We had tried for years for our little girl. She's an IVF baby. And um, breastfeeding for me was like something that was very important. And yep. then after I had her, we had um, there was a, a bit of a problem and it was a trauma and I almost died. I lost three and a half feet of the blood. And I was rushed to oh, I'm sorry stuff. to hear that. Yeah, it was really touch and go. So when I was getting wheels away from her, like I didn't even think that I would see her again. Um, and when I came back to HDU, uh, obviously she had to be given a little bit of formula because I had been away for so long. Um, and then when I came back up, the first thing they were like, oh, listen, you're too sick. Just give her the bottle. And yeah. I was like, no, like I really want to feed. And then a lovely nurse came on on night and she helped me throughout the night. She was amazing. And then okay. when I went back to the, I was in a private room, I was a private patient. When I went back up to a private room, that was it. Like, I was getting so, my yeah, this is what people were this rolling is... their eyes at me when I was yeah. asking for help. And then I was told, um, oh, sure, listen, if you don't sleep, like, we're going to take the baby and just give her formula anyway. And I was like, no. like I, I know. And this is what I heard yesterday over and over again. Whatever's convenient seems to be what's yeah, done. Yeah. It was like, what formula do you want? I don't want any formula. Can you just help me latch her on? Yeah. And then it was like, nurses actually got a lovely nurse. It was like, that, that the nurse that's been helping you isn't a midwife. She's not trained. So she, I kept saying, that latch doesn't feel right. It's really uncomfortable. The, the pain is not going. She's like, no, 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 that's it. That's normal. I was like, no, it doesn't feel the same as how the nurse was helping me last night. She's like, well, I'm a different nurse. And it was just uh, like, it actually got to the point where when I was asking, I was afraid to ring the bell for help, even though I was told not to lift the baby by myself because I was so anemic after losing so much blood. And then they'd come in and they were like, I was like, can you help me latch it? No, you do it. You won't have us when you go home. I'm busy. Oh, why? So, so, ba- was, so basically what you're telling me is myself. that you, you, feel, you feel that many of the nurses, particularly when they're working in a maternity ward, are not trained to understand yeah. and deal with these situations. I was baffled. I was like, what do you mean she isn't trained? And she said, no, not all of the nurses are trained to help with the, with lactation, with the, yeah. the, the lactation. And I was like, oh, yeah. right. And then I asked, could I see the lactation consultant? And they were like, uh, well, she doesn't sit until a Wednesday and she's booked up for tomorrow. And I was like, all oh, right, then. I was actually supposed to stay in the hospital for two weeks, but I was, I just, I ended up discharging myself and coming home. And, and by the way, sorry, I'm not trying to rush you, but 30 seconds. So how did you, how did you get on then? How long did you breastfeed for? Only for a public health nurse. Like, I ended up getting to four and a half months, but then I had to stop due to milk supply just from the anemia. Okay. But we got to four and a half months, but I think training is key in the hospitals to help people. Absolutely. Listen. It's shocking, really. In okay, no, 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 and I couldn't agree with you more. From everything I've been hearing over the last two days, I couldn't hear with you more. I agree with you more. It seems to be about education, and it seems to be about support, yeah. supporting women. But listen, thank you very much indeed, Stacey, and I can hear you little baby in the background, by the way. Thank you very much indeed, and I appreciate you coming on. And to everybody who joined us in that conversation today... Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.